As soon as he entered the boundary of Vrindavan, he saw the footprints of the cows and Lord Krishna's footprints impressed with the signs of his soul, the flag, trident, thunderbolt, and lotus flower. Upon seeing the footprints of Krishna, Akura immediately jumped down from the chariot out of respect. He became overwhelmed with all the symptoms of ecstasy. He wept and his body trembled. Out of extreme jubilation upon seeing the dust touched by the lotus feet of Krishna, Akura fell flat on his face and began to roll on the ground. Akura's journey to Vrindavan is exemplary. One who intends to visit Vrindavan should follow the ideal footsteps of Akura and always think of the pastimes and activities of the Lord. As soon as one reaches the boundary of Vrindavan, he should immediately smear the dust of Vrindavan over his body without thinking of his material position or prestige. Narutom Das Thakur has sung in his celebrated song, Vishaya Chadiya Kabe Hsude Habe Man. When my mind will be purified after leaving the contamination of material sense enjoyment, I shall be able to visit Vrindavan. Actually, one cannot go to Vrindavan by purchasing a ticket. The process of going to Vrindavan is shown by Akrora. When Akrora entered Vrindavan, he saw Krishna and Balaram engaged in supervising the milking of the cows. Krishna was dressed in yellow garments and Balaram in bluish. Akrora also saw that Krishna's eyes were exactly like the beautifully grown lotus flower in the autumn season. He saw both Krishna and Balaram in the spring of their youth. Although both were similar in bodily features, Krishna was blackish in complexion, whereas Balaram was whitish. Both were the shelter of the goddess of fortune. They had well-constructed bodies, beautiful hands, and pleasing faces, and they were as strong as elephants. Now, after seeing their footprints, Akrura actually saw Krishna and Balaram face to face. Although they were the most influential personalities, they were glancing at him with smiling faces. Akrura could understand that both Krishna and Balaram had returned from tending cows in the forest. They had taken their baths and were dressed in fresh clothing and garlanded with flowers and necklaces made of valuable jewels. Their bodies were smeared with the pulp of sandalwood. Akrura greatly appreciated the aroma of flowers and sandalwood and their bodily presence. He considered himself very fortunate to see Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and his plenary expansion, Balaram, face to face, for he knew that they were the original personalities of the creation. As stated in the Brahma Samhita, Krishna is the original personality of Godhead and the cause of all causes. Akrura could understand that the Supreme Personality of Godhead appeared personally for the welfare of his creation, to establish the principles of religion, and to annihilate the demons. With their bodily effulgence, the brothers were dissipating the darkness of the world, as if they were mountains of sapphire and silver. Without hesitating, Akrura immediately got down from his chariot and fell flat, just like a rod, before Krishna and Balaram. Upon touching the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he became overwhelmed with transcendental bliss. His voice choked up and he could not speak. Due to Krishna's transcendental presence, incessant torrents of tears fell from his eyes. He remained stunned in ecstasy, as if devoid of all powers to see or speak. 
Lord Krishna, who is very kind to his devotees, raised Akura with his hand and embraced him. It appeared that Lord Krishna was very pleased with Akura. Balaram also embraced Akura. Taking him by the hand, Krishna and Balaram brought him to their sitting room, where they offered him a very nice sitting place and water for washing his feet. They also worshipped him with suitable presentations of honey and other ingredients. When Akrura was thus comfortably seated, both Krishna and Balaram offered him a cow in charity and then brought very palatable dishes of edibles, and Akrura accepted them. When Akrura finished eating, Balaram gave him betel nut and spices, as well as the pulp of sandalwood, just to make him more pleased and comfortable. The Vedic system of receiving a guest was completely observed by Lord Krishna himself to teach all others how to receive a guest at home. It is a Vedic injunction that even if a guest is an enemy, he should be received so well that he does not apprehend any danger from his host. If the host is a poor man, he should at least offer a straw mat as a sitting place and a glass of water to drink. Krishna and Balaram welcomed Dukrara, just befitting his exalted position. After Akura was thus properly received and seated, Nanda Maharaj, the foster father of Krishna, said, My dear Akura, what shall I inquire from you? I know that you are being protected by Kamsa, who is most cruel and demoniac. His protection is just like the slaughterhouse keeper's protection of animals he will kill in the future. Kamsa is so selfish that he has killed the sons of his own sister, So how can I honestly believe that he is protecting the citizens of Mathura? This statement is most significant. If the political or executive heads of state are simply interested in themselves, they can never look after the welfare of the citizens. As Nanda Maharaj spoke to Akura with pleasing words, Akura forgot all the fatigue of his day's journey from Mathura to Vrindavan. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 38th chapter of Krishna, Akrura's arrival in Vrindavan.